Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Here, engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety. Hi, I'm Carly Feeks from Poultry Health Today. Joining me is Dr. Kenneth Opengart, VP of Animal Welfare and Sustainability at Tyson Foods, to discuss the importance of key welfare indicators in driving continuous improvement in animal welfare outcomes. Welcome, Ken. Thank you. Glad to be here, Carly. In your presentation at the AAAP conference, you focused on key welfare indicators for driving continuous improvement in animal welfare. Are poultry veterinarians under a lot of pressure from customers regarding animal welfare? And what do customers expect from poultry veterinarians? I would say, I would characterize it as not a lot of pressure, but I think the need is to fill a gap of information. And uh, historically, we haven't really shared a lot of information uh, as the industry with our customers about what we're working on relative to animal welfare, the types of metrics we're using to uh, measure improvement. And that gap has sort of facilitated an opportunity for us that we should take advantage of. And that is to use key welfare indicators or measures of outcomes to talk about, again, focal areas of importance relative to welfare. What role do you believe poultry veterinarians should play regarding animal welfare? Well, poultry veterinarians play a unique role because number one, we're educated relative to health and welfare of, of poultry. Um, and so we're really a trusted, credible source of information. And, and even when uh, the companies we work for may be viewed um, as biased, I think the veterinarian can play a um, really a unique role to, to um, fill that science void and voice of um, understanding and knowledge. So are key indicators the best way to communicate improvement in animal welfare? Well, the great thing about it is that they're objective. So, um, and and they're, in, in being objective and measurable, there are things we can manage and then things we can monitor and then report on progress. And so it gets us away from um, some of the more emotional arguments relative to animal welfare with using key welfare metrics and and talking about improvement over time and showing trends, it really is a powerful message. Well, traditionally, there hasn't been a ton of transparency between the customer and the producer in terms of animal welfare. And this approach you're taking is very unique because it demystifies it for the customer. It it really does. And um, it, it not only demystifies it, um, it, I think it provides a level of comfort because without telling the story, um, it's left to the imagination. They don't know what we're doing. They don't know what if we're doing anything. But to be able to communicate um, really with facts and figures and, and the demonstration and focus on continuous improvement, um, the customers that we speak with walk away uh, just feeling reassured that, that the industry has their back and that we're working on the right things. Well, it's certainly a balancing act, but you seem to do that quite nicely with this improved system. Uh, while we're on the system, uh, what are some key welfare indicators? 
Um, we're focused on key welfare indicators in different parts of the production practices. So it may be key welfare indicators uh, within the hatchery, as an example. And so we may be looking at uh, injury rates or things like that. Um, whereas on the farm, we may be looking at how well uh, birds move or um, the percentage of mortality or culls that, that are on the farm. And then when we get into transportation, either between farms uh, or from the farm to the processing plant, and we think look at things like DOAs or injury, injury rates. And then finally at the processing plant, we look at stunning efficacy um, and wing damage, leg damage, bruising, those types of things. Do most poultry producers currently monitor animal welfare and how so? Yeah, I think a lot of these things that I've described are are being measured now because it's not only important for welfare, it's important for managing your business. And we all understand that if there's uh, if birds are um, if there's poor welfare associated with birds, they're not going to perform as well. So there's going to be a, a cost in performance relative to that if they're injured in the process and um, wings have to be trimmed or, or uh, breast meat has to be trimmed because of a bruise, that's a loss of, of revenue. We, as the industry, look at this really holistically, um, welfare, economics, food availability, all, all um, intertwined very closely together. Well, it's important work. Tell us about the International Poultry Welfare Alliance and its key welfare indicator guide that standardizes the method for collecting and reporting key welfare indicators. So the International Poultry Welfare Alliance is about in our third year of existence now, maybe fourth. Um, it's a multi-stakeholder organization. So the members go across the poultry value chain from all the way from genetics companies uh, through packers, processors, um, allied industry, civil society, and uh, and customers. And so the intent of having that multi-stakeholder representation is that we all come together and agree on what are the key welfare indicators that are important to measure and how to measure them. So. Uh, when we when the, when the public views this uh, this product that we're producing these guidelines, that they know that there's there's broad understanding and agreement by everybody in the supply chain that has an impact. And and again, every con constituency group is represented in these working groups that have developed these um, these guidelines. And we're excited to roll it out. And there's there's nothing else like it. There's a great need. I hear from customers all the time about the need for a, a standard method and standard KWIs that we can all talk about. Uh, we need to really tell our own story and use our own metrics to tell our own story. You mentioned in your presentation that instead of setting performance standards, we should be focusing on continuous improvement over time. Explain the thinking behind this. Why not have performance standards? Well, I think the difficulty with performance standards is that everybody typically tends to be in a different place. And, um, you know, what we worry about is setting a standard that may be too low for some and too high for others. And in that way may stifle any any activity towards continuous improvement. We're more interested in 
in really describing the the how and let letting the individual companies set their own standards. And that way, when they achieve a goal, they can move the goal, right? Again, continuous improvement. We're not going to be happy until uh, animal welfare is no longer an issue. So there, there's a long journey there. Is the key welfare indicator guide available to all producers? It will be available to all producers. It is currently um, out for uh, public review. There's a, a several week public review period and it should be published in October of 2022 for, uh, for all, um, for anyone to use. Where do you think the industry will be regarding animal welfare in say five or 10 years? What improvements do you see? Well, I think uh, one of the things that we're focusing on at Tyson quite heavily is the use of technology and innovation to drive continuous improvement. So I think we'll see more artificial intelligence and machine learning involved in measuring these key welfare indicators that we're talking about. Um, and so we'll move from sampling flocks uh, birds within flocks to capture these, to being able to capture um, all the birds in a house or all the birds at the processing plant from a farm, which will really improve the um, the uh, quality of the information that we're able to to use to drive this continuous improvement. Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com slash join.